All right, all right. Welcome, welcome. Welcome, everybody, to Classic Talk number 13. I have just sent with me, uh, I, I want to say Wamala. Let me know if I'm pronouncing that cor- incorrectly. That's it. You, sp- you actually pronounced it right, so you're one of the few. <laughs> really? Good, good, good. All right, well, uh, just the basics that I know of her. Um, she's 29. She's from uh, Vegas. You live there right now, right? Mm-hmm. You're born in Uganda, but raised in the States, correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, and your license, marriage and family therapist, amongst other things. Um, what else are a few other things? I know you do way more than that. So give the people an idea of what you're about, what you love doing, those types of things. Yeah. So I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, but I also teach at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, and I'm the on-site mental health professional at a local charter school here. As far as like my main gigs, I guess, um, I also, you know, kind of show up on social media as much as I can to share information and have uh, the podcast to sense gems as well. Okay. Yeah. I found her actually through an interview I was watching with Anthony O'Neill and she was speaking about um, a debt that she recently paid off. I don't think it was paid off at the time, but now it is right. And it was over $90,000 and it was, you know, credit card loan, or I'm sorry, credit card debt and student loans. And I actually kind of want to know more about that. Like what were you in debt for besides student loans? What kind of things were you buying? Like with credit cards. I don't want to be all in your business, but like what, you know, I feel like it's just regular stuff that a lot of people can relate to. So tell me a little more about that. Yeah. So, you know, it was essentially credit cards and student loans. And so what I did one day was go through my statements on my credit cards to see like, cause I think I was in about $20,000 of credit card debt. And I was like, what, like, what was I even doing? So I went back through my statements and honestly, it was a whole bunch of nothing. Like, um, some, some things I would try to like, I would be paid paying some bills on my credit card. So that wasn't, you know, the smartest thing to do if I had the cash, everyone's different to each their own, but, um, then you end up paying more than you essentially did in the first place. So it was a lot of like food, target, Walgreens, <laughs> like, you know, just like, who knows? Honestly. Swipe, swipe, just swipe in for whatever exactly. reason. Yeah. Not exactly. thinking about the repercussions or what's going to come down the road or the, yeah. I wasn't on a budget. I didn't have a plan. So it was really just in my head, you know, like that money was, wasn't, didn't count. Like it, you know what I mean? I didn't count it into the budget because there wasn't one and it was on a credit card. So it wasn't like there was physical cash to be gone, if that makes sense. So it was just easy to spend the money because it was there. Um, which then kind of got a little, it got a little hectic, got a little crazy after a while. <laughs> you weren't thinking obviously at the time it was just whatever. So was it just out of like ignorance, not knowing, or was it just because you didn't care? Like you knew, or did you know, I'm not going to say it caught up to you. I don't know your story exactly, but did, did it catch up eventually? Like, okay, damn, like I kind of made some bad decisions right there. Um, you know, it, it caught up energetically, if nothing else, you know, um, that I, I was in a place where I had a master's degree, but I was broke. So I was like, how is it that, you know, I have attained this certain level of whatever, right? Like if people were to look at me and look at my life, they would think one thing, but in reality, it's something different. And so that was for me kind of a wake up call, kind of like, I'm... I, I, I'm too broke for this. Like, <laughs> why, why am I kind of like paycheck to paycheck or, or struggling um, when that shouldn't be the case? So, you know, I, I think it was just a lack of knowledge. So it was like ignorance um, that coupled with 
not having a plan and not knowing how to get on one. Um, and maybe it was the residue of like, you know, I had mentioned in the video having like lost my father and getting divorced in the same year. It, it was years after that, that I started getting out of debt. But I think in that time period of when those things happen, I was just like going through the motions a little bit of life and not paying attention. So then when I started to come out of that place, whatever you, anyone would want to call it. Um, and I'm starting to like see things differently and more clearly, I was like, okay, this is one of the areas where, you know, I need to do some, some cleaning up. So it sounds like maybe like a slower transition or was it like a moment you can remember like, Oh, there's an epiphany or something like, okay, this is the moment I realized it's time to buckle down, take care of the debt, start paying this off. Or is it kind of over time? It sounds like with you, like maybe, yeah, I think it was because I never wanted to go into debt in the first place. I knew it was never a good idea. Um, and so it was like, dang, like, how did I stray away from what I originally wanted to do? Um, and it was kind of like a culmination of things. So I think it was that Christmas of 2016 that I have a cousin who's really successful and he's really um knowledgeable. And so he's kind of one of the voices of wisdom in our family. And he gave I think he gave me and another family member a book called The Smart Money Woman. And it's written by, I think she's Nigerian, about like an African girl learning personal finance or whatever. So it was a really palatable book to read. And so I read that January of 2017. Um, in the book, it asks you to calculate your net worth. And my net worth was in the negative, mm -hmm. obviously. And I was like, okay. Like, it was just like a, it was like a series of events that, kind of culminated me making the decision and starting on the path as opposed to it being just like waking up one day, like what I need to get out of debt. So yeah. Right. Right. Of course. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to read something. Could you mention something about, um, well, I want to read something you, I saw in an interview actually it's with, uh, flowers and moon dust. You said, cause you just mentioned something before, like you kind of didn't just go into debt. Like it's not like, Oh, one day I'm not in debt. The next day I'm fully in debt. It's like over time, swipe, swipe, swipe. Now I'm in a lot of debt. Okay. Over time now I need to take care of this. But, um, in the interview you said like most people, I never intended to get into debt in, in the first place. I did Dave Ramsey's seven baby steps. He said, you can wander into debt, but you can't wander out. I saved in a thousand dollar emergency fund, which was the first time I had that much money. Next, I listed all my debts from smallest to largest. I had 10 accounts open. I paid the minimums on all my debts and any extra money went to paying down the smallest debt. Before I could even start the plan, I had to identify there was a problem and accept that I made some poor choices. So with that's the accountability. It sounds like, you know what I mean? Okay, I made some poor choices. You know what I mean? You can reflect on the fact that obviously that's a main reason why, but doing those steps and like 10 accounts open, that sounds wild. Like from student loans to however many credit cards you had, like that sounds crazy. But I mean, that's, I mean, and like, especially in America, I can't speak from other places in the world, but I know that's normal here. That's just what it yeah. is. You know what I mean? That's why I want to have you on here and speak more about it because you seem, and when I say regular, I don't want mean that in like a bad way. I mean, you just seem normal person, like a regular everyday person who, you know, I mean, didn't have everything handed to them and was in a situation like you could say a financial hole, you could say a life hole, like, you know what I mean? Dark place, however you want to call it, you know what I mean? And like dug your way up out of that. So it's like inspiring to see. But um, yeah, talk about that. Like it's, you didn't just wander into it. But I mean, you did wander into it, but you can't wander out. It's like, you're just living life. You're living life. Like I keep saying swipes, like you're not really thinking about things, student loans, like, you know, I'm just paying whatever. When's it, you know? Like, I just thought that was an interesting thing. And like, how does that, what were the steps essentially, I guess? Like, how'd you pay it off? How'd you plan it out? Yeah. Like, did you write it down? Like, so 
you know, the wandering into the debt, like you mentioned, is really just that that lack of awareness of what's really going on. Because when you use a card, it's different than when you use cash. Most of us use cards these days. Um, and we not we don't realize that it's like death by a thousand cuts. You know, each swipe is like another cut. If you don't have a budget and it's not, and you don't have a plan, then that's what it could turn into. Um, and there's, there's a difference in your experience, right? So when you pay with cash, you realize that there's a separation in that transaction between you and money that you have earned, that you have to give away for something to be given to you. And they, there's research to suggest that using a card, there's less pain. Using your phone, there's less pain. Now it's like you can pay with your retina, pay with whatever. They're making it easier for us to pay for things so that we will pay more. And people typically end up paying more for things and spending more using cards and their phones and things like that than they would if they were to use cash. So that's how you wander in because you just don't even realize that Mm -hmm. businesses have, this is, that's marketing. Like there's schemes around this and it's them being really good salespeople (laughs) for us to spend as much money with them as possible. But you know, getting out of the debt, you can't just, you're not, there's no way that you're going to be able to get out of the debt or to save a certain amount of money or to buy a house or whatever, like any goal. To me, it's about more than money because the steps that were used can be applied to any, any aspect of your life. So it's really about raising your awareness. Like I mentioned, like I had to see that there was something that could change and then accept it. So if I were to just say, oh, woe is me, like, I'm a victim of like the student loan crisis and here's my life now and not accept responsibility or ownership, then I can't do anything. But if I take ownership, then I'm empowered to have some influence in the process. Can I change the entire government? Not probably by myself, like, but I can change my life. I can make different choices as far as what I do. And so I think that that's why it's necessary to, to, own up to what your piece is. I was 18 years old when I, at least 18, when I started signing loans, I was an adult according to the country. So to me, the idea of student loan forgiveness is even the language creates a connotation around like, I've done something bad. Like now you need to be forgiven for this thing that you did with that. That's bad. And I was in full knowledge of that. Like I'm, I knew what I did and then I'm going to take care of it. It's cool. That's why I went and got a job with the county because I was like, let me pay the let me pay the government back with government money. And then I'm going to make my own money and keep it for myself. But yeah, so you have to get on a plan. You have to take yourself seriously. I want young people to take themselves seriously. I'm not saying don't have fun. I'm not saying don't have a life. I went to Africa. Where else I go? I went to Italy, you know, the year that I was deciding to get out of debt. I was able to still enjoy life, but I was actually able to do it on a on a different level because I felt really secure about the way I was doing it. Mm. Well, that's a great job, by the way. I mean, just, I don't want to say great job or I'm proud of you because I feel like when you say you're proud of someone, I feel like you, I don't know if you have to know them necessarily, you know what I mean? But it sounds kind of weird when people, you know what I mean? But it's like, when was the date that everything was paid off? Like just random side note or side question. May 8th or something like that. It actually got done a little bit earlier than I thought. Um, I think it was, yep. I think it was May 8th. May 8th. Okay. So everything you're pretty much saying is awareness, accountability, just being aware of where you're at and what mistakes you've made or whatever decisions you've made, mm-hmm. being accountable and then taking action. Um, I do want to talk about what it takes to get those things done, doing things you might want to do, discipline. Um, I noticed you said you worked at, uh, what, three jobs, working seven days a week, working with the county and juvie, right? Is that? I was working with at kids. Juvie. I want to talk about that, actually, like working with kids and working at the juvie. Like, what were you doing there? How was that? The experience? 
I know you mentioned um, one of the things you didn't like seeing was kids coming in and out, the same kids, same faces. So tell me a little bit about that experience working there and with the kids and stuff. Um, it was, I love the kids and I oftentimes I'm like, oh, I miss them, you know, but it was a very stressful job at the same time. Um, my work there was mainly focused around supporting the kids that were in detention. Um, so if they wanted to talk, they could put a referral in. Um, we were doing a lot of suicide prevention work. So um, just being able to make sure that they're doing as okay as they can, obviously, in a detention center. Um, it's it's difficult no matter what. But uh, it, it was very sobering to see, to experience what I already knew logically, if that makes sense. Already- what do you mean? What do you mean? Oh, that it existed, but seeing it like, what do you mean? Right, personally, yeah. So I know that like kids commit crimes or like kids make poor decisions and there's consequences for those. I know that systemic racism is a thing, right? But what was really difficult for me was like, all the kids were from the same neighborhoods. Some of them are like friends with each other, family members of each other. And I'm like, you can't mean to tell me that there's something wrong with like, this neighborhood and these people, you know, um, which really highlighted for me that there's something on a grander scheme going on here, which I already knew, but to know it on a whole different level, because any kid, not even a kid that's, you know, a kid of color, um, once touched by the system is essentially set up for failure. Excuse me. Because to ask a teenager to do what an adult can't even do most of the time, right. To exercise like, um, a certain amount of discipline and um, accomplish what some of the vi- the probationary um, stipulations are is really difficult. So a kid would get put on house arrest, and then let's say they're in a house that's not, you know, conducive to their wellness or well being, and you're saying that they need to be in the house with the people that maybe are not the best people mm. for them to be around, right? Then they cut their they cut their house arrest uh, monitor within a week. And they're supposed to have for 30 days. Now, as an adult, we're all in quarantine now. So we know (laughs) what this life is like to stay in the house, right? Um, 30 days, I can think like, well, 30 days, you can, come on, you can do that, right? Like as an adult. But for a teenager, for someone that's 14, 15, going through puberty, like, you know, they barely have any discipline. (laughs) That's a really difficult thing to ask them to do. So I feel like it's a setup. It's not, it's not, it's It's so, there's so many pieces to it. So that's why it was really challenging because they, they've made poor choices. It's not like there ain't, some people are like angels. People have done some very not so good things to land themselves there. But is that the most supportive and helpful way? If the recidivism rate is so high, obviously what you're doing isn't working. Mm-hmm. Coming in, coming out, yeah. Exactly. So if they keep coming back, like when are we going to stop doing crazy, right? Which is doing the same thing, expecting a different result and try something else. So it's difficult because things have to change with time and, oh my gosh, bureaucracy and all that. So it was just really difficult to be there and to see um, how those things played out. And it really just gave me a frame of like, okay, like what could, how can I best utilize my skills to support the kids while I'm here. And after I leave, like, how can I continue to support from afar in different ways, you know? So. Yeah. And like, I think you said, like the system in play too, like even probation things, say you're on probation, you're supposed to be on there. Like you said, it might be 30 days you do this, but then you don't do it. Then you violate it or whatever. And then it extends and then it could be you uh, get 18 and over. Then you start getting in jail. And then, you know what I mean? Like I can relate. So I understand how that works. So it's the system behind it. And 
yeah, little traps, I guess you could say, put in place to keep you coming in and out. Like, so yeah, I get that. That's but. the same traps as far as financially, right? Like mm. there's, there's financial traps that people fall into um, that really keep them stuck, whether it's like cash loan places or whatever with the interest mm. like, so freaking high, but where a cash loan place is like strategically placed in communities. Mm-hmm. We don't typically see them in some communities and we see them a lot in other communities. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's just being able to have that awareness and take yourself out of the situation, kind of looking at life like a game board and what everything is in place for so that you can avoid those potholes and those landmines, you know? Let's see. Um, what else I want to talk about? Oh, I think I mentioned it earlier, like uh, writing things down and planning things out, strategizing. Talk about the importance of that because I'm not going to say it's fairly new in my life, but it is. I would say the past few years, like I'm really understanding the benefits, how important it is to write it down, plan things out and put it on paper and then the physical, like talk about that. Yeah. It's one thing to have it in your mind, which is great. You know, that's wonderful. But there's also so much always going on that it's easy for that stuff that we have in our minds to get convoluted, to get pushed in the back burner, to whatever the case may be, get distorted. So writing things down can be like the single most pivotal thing that you can do in your life. So people talk about journaling and whatever. And I think that it turns into like this obligatory process where it's like, okay, I have to journal today or whatever. But um, how can you use writing to support your progression and your personal growth? Now I have a guided, right now I have a guided journal because I was having trouble writing like free flowing by myself. Usually I can just write by myself and whatever, but I broke my habit. So now I have to create my new habit all over again. So having a guided journal this time around has been helpful. And maybe in the future, I'll have to use an app. And maybe after that, I'll have to, whatever the case may be, but especially pen and paper past an app or whatever the case may be, there's something that happens. And I know there's research behind it psychologically, physically, chemically, that when you take things out of your head and you write it down on a piece of paper, it does something. And that's how I was able to get out of debt. I have my little notes right here. I would write every single day. I used to hate going to work, hated it. I wanted to just sleep the whole day, drive past my job. Like <laughs> I was like, I don't want to do it. Um, but I would write every morning before I would go to work that I'm grateful to use my skills to support my community. And it's all perspective. Like, and when I did that, I went to work and the day went differently than when I didn't write. I, re- I recall specifically having instances where my day went better when I wrote then on the days that I, for whatever reason, didn't write and went to work, I had a worse day. I had a harder time getting through the day. And so writing your goals down um, and looking at them, going back and looking at them can be really essential too. So it, it's invaluable. And you, I think everyone should be doing it at some level for sure. Even journaling, you're saying, so like the expressive side of writing things down too, you're saying, so you're saying like your feelings or how you're feeling or what you feel in the moment, like what, talk more about that outside of just the planning. Cause when I asked the question, I was actually talking about, like you said, planning and goals and stuff like that, but you're actually talking about the expressive side of it. And like, it's, I'm sure it's therapeutic and all that too. Cause I'm a writer, musician. So I understand that from that aspect of, you know what I mean? But like, you're talking without music, really. I haven't dove too much into that. So I'm interested to hear more, like what you mean as far like what type of things are you writing? Is it how you feel like, tell me, yeah. It's limitless. That's the nice thing about it. So um, you can write and kind of pour out of yourself the things that are within you, if that makes sense. If you're feeling frustrated, sad, happy, you can journal and write about all the things that you're happy about. I think doing gratitude writing is really essential. Um, And so I think whatever way it best serves you at the time, I was doing a lot of like 
manifesting and um, projecting uh, who I wanted to be and what place I wanted to be in the moment, if that makes sense, like really proclaiming who I am now as those things. Um, so I would do a lot of like, I am well, I am, I am healthy, I am prosperous, I'm abundant, and just really embody those things in the moment because I think we put our happiness and we put you know, our prosperity and our joy and our abundance in the future somewhere, which then separates it from us, but it's always accessible at all times. So I like to write in that way because it helps me to experience that state in the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, Definitely with the planning piece, I would literally, I have journals somewhere where I would go and I would look, I would do my numbers on a regular basis. So I would calculate like how much debt I have left. All right, so how much, break that down by years, break that down by months, break that down by weeks. And I would do that sometimes every single day just to keep me focused. I would do it while I was at work. I would do it in the morning. So, and I would write it down on sticky notes. I call it sticky note math. <laughs> that I would math. Do. Sticky note math, yeah. So I would just do it and it would help me keep things in perspective. Like, am I on track to hit my goal? Like, do I need to pick up a shift? Am I okay to call out? Whatever the case may be. But writing is so key expressively and strategically to, to accomplish goals. So um, it could be used however you however you want it to yeah, be, what yeah. you need, and then allow it to be that. And I know since RM Reach, like you had your journal right there. Like I'm thinking I have my notebook like, right here too. Like writers, I don't know, it's just a thing. And like, it's right there. Keep it down. Like you said, there's apps though. I mean, you can use apps. So just- I literally have one, two, three, four <laughs> journals, like four, five notebooks around me right here and sometimes I have notebooks for different things <laughs> I was just gonna ask that do they have like their own purpose like I get that yeah 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 yeah. I like that that's cool um so take note of that people if you're listening write things down if you don't I've made a video the other day about writing it down like you said there's so much in your head and like when you put it down you can just put it into pieces like if you're just trying to do so much in your brain at once it's like hard because you like did it everything's all over the place you put this idea down you can see it you put that idea you can see it and then you can like make game plans and it's not like you made a game out of like your debt right in the sticky note math that sounds like a game you know what i mean and a constant update you know where you're at you always know where you're at with it like how much i owe what do i need to do so i like yeah. that it's cool creativity um, is creativity you know what i mean so as say that again creativity breeds creativity so as you're writing things down, it may not be that what you write down is going to be what you implement or do, but it might lead you to what you need to implement or do. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like it's necessary because I would always like, I, maybe it's something that's for creatives and I don't know if people that aren't creative, but I, to me, everyone is, don't experience it. But like, I'll be laying down and I'll think of something and I'll be like, oh, I need to write that down in the morning. But by the time the morning comes, it's gone. Like, yep. Yep. <laughs> it's done. Go. So I literally like have to have something nearby to like write down in that moment, because if I don't, it's going to use it or lose it right mm-hmm. but then that creativity breeds itself which creativity helps in problem solving problem solving helps in every aspect of your life you know in your relationships in your career so i think it's definitely helpful i was thinking that too because i did that it was either today or yesterday i was laying down like oh, i gotta write that down jump up had to write it down it goes with music too like if i'm writing a song and a melody comes to mind i have to put it like in a voice memo or something because i'm like i can't lose that melody because like or else another melody comes and that melody's gone it's like same with ideas that come idea comes that idea goes so yeah um so um i mean i wrapped up pretty much everything i wanted to know about just like planning things out strategizing kind of where you're at like is there anything else you want to tell people like kind of what you're you already talked about what you're into and stuff like that but what where they can follow you and stuff like that and what um if you're a part of any services or anything that you want to promote or shout out anything along those lines 
Yeah, so I'm most active on Instagram, and that's Jacent's Gems, J-A-C-E-N-T-S-G-E-M-S. That's also the name of the podcast. Um, and I put out three episodes a week of the show. And, you know, I always say don't show up on my internet space and not speak to me. So anyone that is typically anyone that follows me is going to get a message directly from me because it's funny because people are like, I don't know if this is an automated. I'm like, nope. That was me Um, because to me, I treat it like as if you came to my house, like if you're on my page or on my profile or whatever, like this is my space that you're coming into. And so I want to greet you accordingly, right? That's the respectful thing to do. Um, And I expect a greeting back. No, I'm kidding. But but that's where I'm most active. I do offer coaching um, to help clients kind of remove whatever roadblocks are in their way of experiencing success in their relationships in their personal or professional areas um yeah and i've got some cool things on the way so definitely connecting with my instagram will connect you to all the other conglomerate of things that there are but yeah i just love the whole premise of getting myself out of debt was personal because i wanted to have time freedom i'm also creative i like to to act and sing and dance and do films and shows. And so I wanted to have the freedom to jump in and have to leave if I need to, to go shoot something or whatever the case may be. So I wanted freedom when I was getting out of debt, um, which, you know, I've, I've thankfully always had, but I also wanted to position myself to be able to support and help other people on a grander scale. Um, and I think that that can be really challenging if you're not okay yourself, how are you supposed to take care of anyone else or support right. anyone else? So I'm grateful to be able to be in a position to do that um, and continue to kind of figure out how I can do it more and better and on a grander scale and, and, and spread the impact. So thank you for doing what you do because mm. if we're all doing our thing in our corner of the world, I think collectively it helps us to make progress and move forward. So a part of it is inspiring other people to dig into what, <clears throat> excuse me, motivates and inspires them and that they want to be doing with their lives because they could be a part of someone else's journey. And I'm realizing I'm a part of other people's journey. I didn't even know. Like, I'm like, I was just talking about my life. Like, I don't know. (laughs) I just was just telling what I did, you know, and we're telling me like for them, it's really pivotal in their journey. And so if I were to not do what I felt called to do and then not share it, Mm. what does that mean? What does that look like? You know, I would be holding up the process of, of, forward progression so everyone is a part of that it's not just me like you said i'm an ordinary girl from the village like it's not i didn't i wasn't born into money like it was not something that was you know um set up for me to just be successful but we all have it within us to do amazing things and i think the faster we come to that realization every single day because it's like 50 first dates we go to sleep and we wake up and doubt shows up again and fear shows up again and sadness shows up again. And the clearer we can come to ourselves in a day to get whatever we can get done in that day is going to be collectively what creates your, the, the weeks in your life, the months in your life, the years in your life um, that make a big difference. So I appreciate you for having me on your show. I appreciate you too. And it's empowering too. And just you sharing your story and taking your time. Like I appreciate it too. And all the other videos you're doing, all the other things you're doing in the world, it's, it's inspiring to see. So like you said, like you might be a part of someone's life. You don't know, like someone might, you know what I mean? So it's strange, but I don't think that's for you to know really, you know what I mean? Like you might, people will tell you along the road, what, what you, what effect you've had on their life, but there's going to be plenty of people that don't, and you won't know, but that's not the point of it. And I know you know that, you know what I mean? Like just mm-hmm. walking your purpose and whatever effect you have on the world, just put out greatness of whatever you want and your love and your energy. And then how it affects the world is how it does, but you are doing something. So I appreciate you appreciate your time and all that. So 
Um, or go ahead. Were you going to say something that I feel like? I'm just going to say thank you. Yeah. All right. But um, so, yeah, again, Descent, again, thank you. Um, I put all her information, whether you're watching this on IGTV or YouTube, wherever it's at, just look in the description. You can follow her. And I'll uh, keep doing what you're doing. Keep making an impact in the way you are in the world. And uh, I'll keep watching and following along. So, all right. I'll talk to you soon.